Hello, this is Jessica Heron, founder and CEO of the Stella and Dot Family Brands, and this is my brand new podcast, Self Made. Welcome to this episode of the Self Made Podcast. I'm excited because this is story time. It's I'm going to tell you a story about a storyteller, and then best of all, she's going to tell you about storytelling and how it can benefit you in creating connection that will benefit you in business, whether it's a story about your reason for selling and loving a product that's authentic to you, and there's going to be specific take action tips so that you can start to see yourself as a storyteller too. Okay, here's my story about how I met Kendra Hall, who is the president and chief storyteller, I mean, what a cool title is that, <laughs> of Stellar Collective. She basically helps other people figure out other brands and other groups like Harvard, like Target Corporation, so really amazing places on how they can improve customer experience and their business practices by storytelling. So I met her because we engaged with Kendra to come to our Ever Beauty Summit. So this is one of our Stella Dot family of brands and she's gonna be the keynote speaker. And usually you guys, sometimes you hire keynote speakers and they're awesome. And they're awesome on stage and off stage, and sometimes they're not. So I walked into the green room you know, behind stage, and I see this lovely woman. And before I even speak to her, I just get this energy. You ever been around a person that just makes you feel like a friend, like an old comfortable friend where you just, they're just very happy to be there. And I love the experience of getting to know her because I felt like she was there to do good, to use her gift to help others not just get paid. And she was friendly <laughs> off stage, friendly <laughs> off stage. And then when she started talking, you know, her whole thing is about how you start telling stories. So she's doing her speech like a normal thing. And then she started telling a story and everything she promised where I could physically feel myself tuning in and listening more happened because she was descriptive, because it was emotional, because it was personal. And so I am so excited for you to experience this and benefit from it by taking your authentic self and being able to share that with others in your own storytelling. And there's a little bit of magic to it. She's gonna tell you what it is. So Kendra, welcome to Self Made Podcast. I am so happy you are here. Ah, uh, Jessica, I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. And I felt the exact same way about you backstage. I was like, oh, there she is. She's so beautiful. She's so friendly. I really like her. <laughs> You're very nice. Thank you. <laughs> So you decided to be a storyteller as a job. And frankly, being self-made is all about that. You're like, it's not actually a job that you can find if you Google it, but right. I like it. So I'm going to figure out how to use a gift that I've cultivated that it can add value to the world and get paid. Can you tell me what it means to be a storyteller? I think we all as people tell a lot of stories. But for me, like this is something I told my first story when I was 11 years old and I was in fifth grade and I could see the power. I had to go tell a story to a room full of third graders. And even in the first few sentences of telling the story, I could feel, just like you said, like I could feel the, the third graders like being in the palm of my hand. So I was 11 and I thought, maybe I'm on to something here. But of course, as, as time went on, I didn't, you know, I didn't drop out of fifth grade and become a professional storyteller right there. But, but as I went through the rest of high school into college, my master's degree was on storytelling in developing uh, organizational cultures. And then I went into sales and marketing. And I still realized that 
when I was my best was when I was telling stories, when my team was their best. And I, I, I remember thinking to myself, this is such an obvious solution for so many business communication issues. Why don't more people know about this? Why don't more people use this as their default approach to doing marketing, to doing sales, to leading teams, to connecting with people. Um, And so for me now, what it means to be a professional storyteller is, as you said, I travel a lot. I speak for many different kinds of organizations, people in many different roles within companies or entrepreneurs who are starting projects themselves to help them harness the power of these, these stories, these moments, these these life happenings and use them to, to be better in business. So that's what it means for me. And now, of course, I'm writing a book. And, and, and like, you, like you said right there at the beginning, like I really do feel like if, if I finish a keynote speech or we finish, we wrap up this podcast and one person is like, you know what? I could tell a story here instead of doing what I'm doing, then I've done my job. I think that's so important because I think a lot of people who have this dream of creating and manifesting more in their life and they have an idea, a service, whatever, they've got to go out and get customers, right? No customers, no pay. So it's not really a job. So right. they want that, yeah. there's this fear factor around being in sales. And I often like to think of it being in service. And if you're yeah. authentically sharing something you love with people you love because you want them to be better off and it's about service, not pushing, then you can get more confidence and actually make it happen. But it is about then the ability to do it in a value add way. And people like being told stories, but not everybody is good at being a storyteller. And if somebody sucks today at storytelling, can they become good at it? Yeah. I mean, yes. And there are going to be, you know, there are going to be people who are like the ultimate storytellers, but just like anything, you can get better at anything, right? If you practice like cooking or sports or whatever it may be. But no, in terms of, and and my whole work is about not just telling stories for story's sake, like out at the baseball field or at dinner time, but also using stories in in business, the the anatomy of the story is is really to you have to come at it yes with the beginning, middle, end. But how I talk about it is normal explosion, new normal. You want to take your audience on a particular journey, um, and to be really intentional about their explosion, new normal. Yes. Okay, that is sexier than beginning, middle, end. I like it. (laughs) Well, and it's much more descriptive too. It kind of tells you what to do with the story. So the explosion is in the middle. It's the thing that happens. And like if it's a sales story, perhaps it's the moment you tried the product or the moment you saw a product make a difference in your life, or maybe it was the moment you decided to say yes to something. That's the explosion. The new normal are the results and all of the great things that happened with it. Um, The normal is really the most important part. And this is where stories go wrong. They either go wrong because people leave out the normal, particularly in sales and marketing. They just start with, use this product, it'll give you all these things. Explosion, new normal, right? Where we need the normal to find out like what, what, why Why do we want to change? Exactly, exactly. But where else the normal can go wrong is if you aren't being intentional with what you include in there, you're setting that up so that at the end, the new normal, they're saying, ah, I have that problem. And the story shows that this thing will help solve it. I love that you're saying that because 
basically storytelling is not just talking. It's not blah, blah, blah. <laughs> There's right. an intention to it. And can it also go wrong if it goes too long? Well, I think it all depends on how much time you have, right? So I went to a storytelling festival many years ago. It was the first time that I brought my husband with me. Storytelling festival. That is very cool. I love your world. I know, isn't it? I haven't been in a while, so I can't wait to go back. But it's this big festival that happens the first weekend in October. And it's in this tiny town called Jonesboro, Tennessee, where there's like a restaurant, a women's clothing store, and and it, that's pretty much it. Like, it's very small, right? There's like a main street, and it's so quaint. But then they put up for this one weekend, for this one festival, they put up all these tents, and they bring in storytellers. And I really want to go to that. That sounds we like- We need a- to go. Can, we should go together. Let's go together. Okay, in. I'm in. Uh, so, but they, so it'll be like 10 to 15,000 people. And so I was at this festival. I brought my then boyfriend. He's now my husband. And the first story we went to hear was by a man named J.O. Callahan. And the story was 90 minutes long and we hung on every word. So the reality is not many of us get 90 minutes worth of permission to hear, to tell our story, right? And the only reason we could hang on every word of those 90 minutes is the storyteller was extremely intentional about the journey that we were on and, and worked at it. I mean, you don't tell a 90-minute story without having told it many, 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 many times before. But the reality is it isn't so much about- I love you for saying that. And I want to stop and iterate that point because I think when people say to themselves, well, I'm not going to be a storyteller, they, they're assuming they're, it's because they're assessing somebody else's highlight reel to their beginning. <laughs> Somebody else's perfected. I'm at a conference of 15,000 people in this awesome town of Tennessee. And now I can make people hang on every word for 90 minutes. The reality is that guy, he's probably been trying this for years and he's told the story many times and he figured out through looking at the other people, like, did I whip in Alaska? Are you still with me? Yes. Let me edit. Let me redo. So being a good storyteller takes practice like, like anything else and takes intention. So you're not supposed to be born with it, right? Again, the concept of self-made. These things you need to do, you're not born with it. You, you get it, you cultivate it, you do it over time. You put in the reps, you practice. Like you, when, I mean, I practice my, now the stories that I tell on stage, I've often told many, many, many times. But if I'm going to be telling a story for the first time and it's a big deal, like just like it is a big deal, anytime you're sharing a story for, for, for business, I stand in front of the mirror in my bathroom, in the hotel bathroom. I tell the story as I'm walking to pick up my kids from school. I tell it over and over and over again, out loud, like a fool, because when I tell it for real, I want it to be good. There are no shortcuts here, but it also doesn't mean that you shouldn't put in that effort because it's, it's, if you get good at telling stories, it's worth it. It's it's so worth it. I love it. So tell me how people today are connecting. You know, I like to connect with people in person that I feel like helps me do better even in this podcast because I've I've figured out like what people respond to or what they don't. But today people are really connecting digitally more and more. So how do you tell a story that achieves that deeper connection? You've you've told us like the, the, 
normal explosion, new normal practice, but how do you do that digitally or socially? Are there special tips when you're not necessarily like, you know, that you're using a new medium for you? What I love about digital storytelling is now we have all of these platforms and these places for our stories to go. If you're posting once or twice a day, and and I know we stress about, oh, what's the content? What content am I going to put up? Every single day, you have these very small moments happening to you that you can turn into stories that can then become a great content digitally. So... I think that would be my first piece of advice is using storytelling on Instagram, on Facebook is to, is to go small. Yesterday, I posted a story of my morning with my kids and it was just a small story about how the morning deteriorated into tears and um, disaster, basically. Uh, right, haven't but see that's the thing is I didn't um talk about it on a high level. I was very specific. I said it started with a heated discussion about a website with my husband because we work together. It deteriorated with a conversation with my son about wearing track pants to school. It deteriorated further with another shoe tying incident with my daughter. And so with each one of those very small specific specific details, doesn't that draw you in? Even as I'm saying this, aren't you thinking about the track pants that your kids wear? Yes, I literally am in my head being like, oh my gosh, my kid had so many sensitivity issues to pants. Like it was, it was just so hard every morning. <laughs> see, but see, that's the thing is we think that our, we're connecting over pants. Exactly. Pants. So that's what's so incredible about storytelling digitally is Go small. You can make a whole post about track pants. So you get specific, but I think the thing that might stop people from storytelling online is it's kind of freaking overwhelming. Like the amount of mediums you could choose, like do a tweet, do I do Insta story, do I do YouTube live, do I like how long should it be? How often should it be? Is there a beginner primer bit of advice you would give? If if someone is sitting here listening to this being like, well, I don't do any of this today because one, I'm afraid I'm going to look dumb and people are not interested in my story. And I'm like not used to that. Or two, I don't, it just it feels like I can't possibly keep up. So am I really going to build a personal brand through storytelling? Should I just, because I can't do everything, should I do nothing? Like, is there a beginner step into what someone can do from like zero to potentially hero in digital storytelling? So here's what I would say. Choose your favorite platform, whether whether you participated in it or not. For me, what is it for you? I love Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Love the yeah. gram. Gotta feed the gram. Yep, I love, I love Instagram. But um, for somebody so else, that may be Snapchat. It may be Facebook. It may be Facebook. Whatever works for you, okay? So whatever your favorite one, and maybe you don't post. Maybe you don't post a lot on there right now. But what's the one that you go to because you like to consume the content on that particular platform? So maybe you don't post a lot on Facebook, but you like going to Facebook to connect with people. All right, start there, and then all I would say is choose one moment, one thing that happened to you this week, this month, this year, maybe go all the way back to the holidays and tell, just, just write what happened. Just write the story, basically. Like write, write what happened. It started like this, then this is the thing that happened, and this is what we learned. Write that, and if you do it one time, you will not believe 
the response you get. This is the feedback that I get, Jessica, is from people who say, I took the chance and I didn't stop myself because I feel like I'm not good enough or I don't know how to tell a story. I told one story and people went nuts over it. And that's the biggest thing is you just don't just tell one, just do one and you will see people, they can't help but respond to it. From there, you'll, you'll become a story addict. A story addict. I love it. A storyteller addict. And one of the things that I think is really important, we talked about, we started saying, hey, use storytelling to enhance your business. But what you just said was a story about your life. And I think that when we talk about social and digital, that's the stories work when people care about you and know you and feel like you're an authentic person they can relate to. So you're balancing your storytelling about your business with storytelling about your life. And it's probably tipped in the scales of life, would you say, a lot more than, hey, here's my normal, my exposure, my new normal with how this product changed my life. If you were Absolutely. Doing, what would you say the ratio is? Like for every time I share one really direct business story, how many more should there be in that little deposit in the bank of we're connected, you know me, life stories? I would say 70% life and then 30% business. And the thing, the 30% that are business, they're still storytelling. Exactly. And, and that's, why, that's why we can even say 30% is because you're not going to eliminate your life from it. Like they should always include some element of your life because the, the lines between business and life are significantly blurred now. And, well, and I, I think, think that's a good that thing. part of the new economy and the yeah. new influence that I call power to the people. You know, today there, there's so much talk about influencers. We're talking about social a lot, social storytelling that people think about this very intimidating word of influencer, where you, that makes you think of like some Insta celeb with tons of followers. But when marketers look at the truth of actual influence, it's the person you know that makes you convert because you trust them and they're relatable. So I think if people remove that very intimidating title of influencer and they recognize that it's actually the facts of what's happening in the, in the marketplace, the economy, it just goes to show you that people actually want to hear about your experiences and stories. It's what makes them engage and transact with other things. So it's wanted and it's powerful. Well, and if you think about your favorite quote unquote influencer, chances are the reason you stay tuned into them, the best ones, are because you do get a glimpse into their life and their stories and who they are as a person. So that's, yeah. and so you can adopt that then for yourself. Say, oh, that's what I really like about them. If I, that's, we talk a lot about product, but there's people who are doing things out there as solopreneurs, gigs, people within companies, and they're actually a leader. And they want to use stories to motivate, encourage, and inspire other people. Are there unique stories that leaders have at their disposal? Well, and I think it's the same, the same concept applies, right? Like if you are a leader, people want to follow people that they know, that they like, that they trust. And a title on a business card is no longer good enough. They, they need to know you as a person. So one of the one of the key story categories that leaders need to be particularly we're, we're literally using the word leader as in you know you could be a manager of a team in a company yeah. oh right? yeah you be could be yeah. of a of a coach of a sports team you could be the leader of your church group like this is just i always say like you are a leader in the world's awaiting your instruction so it's not about your chart, yes, i love you know, that influence, yeah. right so you're a leader you're a storyteller 
Yeah, you. I mean, it could be you could be the head of a committee for the you know spring fling at your kid's school, whatever it is, right? But yeah, so in these in these leadership positions, whatever they look like, I call these purpose stories where you have the opportunity to to align the people that you're leading around the purpose. Now, it could be the purpose of a particular initiative. It could be the method behind a particular way of operating within your organization. Or maybe you have a, a difficult message to deliver to the team, but you need it to be um, have that rallying feel. And so I call these purpose stories where they're very message centric, where you as a leader have a message that you need to deliver, whatever that may be. And once you know your message, what story can you find to, to illustrate it, to bring it to life, to make it stick and matter more for those who hear it? That's great. So, so that is um, storytelling in connections, making connections uh, in person and online, storytelling to be more interesting at a dinner party. Is there actions that people can take, resources that they can use to become a better storyteller? Yes. So the first, the first step, well, of course we have, you know, like I have trainings, the book is coming out. That's all great. But I want them to be able to do something based on this conversation right here. Because I want to tell people, like, I got, I feel so honored. I got a previewed version of your book, which is kind of a big deal. (laughs) There's not many. So thank you. Yes, of course. And I got to tell you, I was immediately riveted with your story and the fragrance. And I'm not going to give more away than that because I want people to get the book. In fact, I think we should give away a pre-read. Can we do that? Yes. I would love that. Um, Because it's really good. And it's like not hard work. Learning, it's like, I'm reading an awesome story learning, which I prefer. Okay, go ahead. So uh, that was my plug for your book. What's it called, by the way? I want everyone to know. It's called uh, Stories That Stick, How Storytelling Can Captivate Customers, Influence Audiences, and Transform Business. Stories That Stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stories That Stick. I'm going to go with that. Stories That Stick. Okay, awesome. So then go ahead. So you've got that, and then you... There's other resources. Can we, there's, if you can afford the book, great, go get it. Hopefully you can get one free when we do this giveaway. Or you can get it from a library when it comes out. But are there free resources people could access today like that would help them with some immediate, simple actions to take? Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to put together a PDF, Jessica, that you can send out to listeners where they can go and follow these simple steps and be able to tell a better story. On my website, which is kinderhall.com, there's a place to enter your email and I send out weekly storytelling videos to help keep, to help um, keep storytelling intentionally at the front of your mind. But I think even- I, I think that's so good because honestly, I do think that even as I listen to you, like, you motivate me to be better. Like I think to myself, oh. <laughs> you're not, I think in your life you can have a skill, but that skill just sort of atrophies if you don't have intention and you don't hit refresh on it. So right. I want to go fill that out and ask myself, what am I telling stories about? to make people's lives better. And then am I doing my best work in doing that? I have a feeling I'm going to be like, probably not. I should hold <laughs> up on this. Well, and it's such <laughs> so a great I'm excited about that resource. Well, and so here's even, so here's what I would say right now, like something that can be done right now 
after you listen to this podcast is think about a message that you need to deliver in the next couple days. It could be an Instagram post. It could be uh, leading a team call. It could be um, a, a message at a volunteer opportunity and you're going to discuss something that the volunteers have already done. Whatever it is, think about an upcoming opportunity where you have to deliver a message. Then think about the audience. Who is going to hear that message? And then the last step is to think, when is a moment in your life where you saw that message in action? Take that, tell the story of that moment, marry it to that audience and that message that you want to deliver, and you've got yourself the works of something really compelling, really great storytelling. That, I love it. Well, thank you so much. And I, the other thing that you, how old are your kids? Um, my son is eight. Oh, he just turned eight. I keep wanting to call him seven and he gets so mad at me. And my daughter is six. They're in second and first grade. Oh, those are hyper cute years. I know. 13 and 15. And they're, um, I would say they're still cute, but they're like, <laughs> you know, it's a whole different world. Oh, oh Jessica, I'm going to be calling you. I'm going to be calling you. about Storytelling. So self-made is about leveling up in business and life. And one of the things I want to point out, but I've experienced, and I want to ask you if you have too storytelling has really helped me as a parent because I feel like when I try to lecture my kids with, you should do this, you shouldn't do that. They're a lot more engaged and interested when I tell them a story about myself as a youngin or a person I knew, and they're able to abstract the life lesson. Yes. my wagging finger of do, 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 do versus like you, you know, this is what happened and this was the result and oh my gosh. And it feels more like as if you would, if your kid was 15, you might know this phrase like spilling tea or pouring tea. I probably have that wrong. Pouring tea. It's like basically chatting. Oh, <laughs> I, don't know. Know. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I got it wrong. But that we're doing that more so and we're engaging in a conversation rather than lecturing. I think that really is helpful. I think storytelling and being engaging to other people makes you stronger as a leader, uh, stronger as a person who's in service as is a form of sales and stronger as a parent and, and someone who's more interesting in your community, which are goals I think we all have. Right now, primarily, I focus on stor- storytelling and business, right? Like that's, that's who, but Jessica, you're so right. I think the place that I have seen storytelling personally make the most difference is storytelling with my kids. And right now, what we're talking about with my kids at ages eight and six is is helping them, you know, in those, we just moved. So they just moved to a new school. There was a lot of um, reorganization and, and trying to figure out who they are and what they're about and telling the stories back to them that, hey, remember this other time you tried a new thing and it was hard at first, but then you got through it, but telling specific stories of, of times that they, like my daughter now, I'm saving this as a story I can tell her in the future because we moved to a different state. The years in school were different. She ended up going straight from preschool into first grade. She didn't get to go to kindergarten. And so she was behind in reading. Obviously, she skipped kindergarten. And now she's all the way with a lot of hard work and practice and tears is past where she should be. I am saving this story because I know that as she gets older, there are going to be other hard times where she oh feels God, behind. So it, and to say that. it that so way. I want to tell you this story as the last thing we talk about because it's so relevant to that. It is my 
story I learned from my daughter's first grade teacher. Mm. And she did this at parent back to school night. And this is where you're like walking in and you're putting yourself in that like way too small little seat and desk as parents and like, you know, coloring a little note for your kid. And she tells a story about the first grade because first grade is is such an awkward time for kids. It gets so hard, right? First time that they're exhausted because they're going all day. They're actually learning stuff. And she goes, you know, your kids are going to come into this year And they're going to learn something that's going to feel so hard to them. But one day they're going to never remember not knowing how to do this. And I know that it's going to be a struggle for them, but that's because they're at the beginning, not at the end. And you need to know that too. I've looked at kids throughout the years. And this was one of those teachers that I, no one knows her age, but she was probably 120. Because right. And she said, you know, I know that the person who picked his nose in the back and couldn't read and was behind everybody else today, that's the first female VP of engineering at Google. And I know that the, per- the kid who didn't have any friends, you know, on the playground that is the person that today is, is leading um, a, a community and, and succeeding. Mm-hmm. And, and I do love that concept of what you said, like <laughs> normal, the explosion, the new normal. Yeah. And that is kind of the, when you're struggling, it's just because you're at the beginning, you're just not at the end yet. And, and you will be. And yeah. so thank you for helping us go on this journey of, because our normal is that we may are not the best storytellers and we may be not knowing how to engage with people, but there's this explosion of this moment being like, Oh, wait a minute, this is perfect. And then we're going to go to that, that new normal of being more engaging people. So thank you so much for joining us. And oh, thank you. As you mentioned, we are going to give you the self-made challenge is take action, right? Listen to other people's story. is not going to help you have a better one. You taking the steps to go to jessicaheron.com find that PDF that is printed out. Take a second, take a minute, take a, you know, if you listen to this podcast and you got this far, you just invested at least 20, 30 minutes, go now, take five to bring it home and fill it out. And then I want you to practice your storytelling, knowing that it's okay if you suck and you don't nail it the first time that you're going to practice so that you get to be that person who can have people on the edge of their seats as you tell your story. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody. And if this podcast was beneficial to you, will you tell our story? Will you go do a review wherever you get your podcast? Will you rate it and tell the story about what it did for you? Um, I appreciate you. And remember, you are self-made.